Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hey, everybody, get ready for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. We're going to dive deep into balancing schoolwork and hockey work. We do have young student athletes out there in that order. Uh, so we got together. We had a quick conversation about what we thought was going to be a quick conversation. It turned into a little bit longer than that. But uh, got to let you know, once again, this episode is being powered by Hockey Wraparound. Check them out at HockeyWraparound.com and use the code OKPH to get 20% off your order on that website. Again, the Hockey Wraparound is a really great device for training. The season's coming up. If you just got your kid a new hockey stick, whether it's $200, $300, this device protects the blade of the stick when they use it outside. So they can practice with their game stick, practice with the stick you bought them without fear of damaging that stick. So check it out again, hockeyrockbrown.com. Use the code OKPH at checkout to get 20% off your order. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. Otherwise, enjoy this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world. Welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Great topic tonight, one of the rare nights we're recording at night. We're going to talk about balancing hockey and school. Everyone's favorite topic if you're not a student. Uh, so we, we want to bring this topic up. It's going to be probably a little bit of a shorter episode. I know we say that, but I think we're actually going to do that this week. Um, you know, we know we're heading towards the season again. We're doing these kind of series of episodes where we just try and prepare everybody for what's coming. Again, I'm the new hockey parent here. Christy's the established hockey parent. Mike is the one in the middle of all of it. He's also an established hockey parent and coach. But I want to know, guys, what are the tips and tracks and the, everything we need to know to balance hockey and school? I'll share my thoughts kind of at the end since I'm the rookie here. Uh, but Christy, let me start with you because you've been through this, both your kids through or in college right now. What were some of your keys to success? Because at the end of the day, the kids just want to play hockey. If they had to pick between hockey and school, no one would pick school. So how do you, how do you make this work? Well, let's just think about it. Okay. What we're dealing with. Oh my gosh. Studying, study sessions, hanging out with friends, homework, uh, working out. It's stressful just even thinking about it. <laughs> Just know that you're not alone. It's normal to have those kind of stressful feelings. But the most important thing to do is time management. Right. You need to learn how to prioritize and don't look at it as this big mountain, but kind of chip away at it, set your priorities and get the most important things done first, which is homework. Right. You most important really things to us. The most important things yeah. to the parents. I, 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 we have to say that because right. the kids are not going to prioritize studies. Right. That's the most important thing. Don't don't go ahead and say, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll wait until after practice is done to do your homework. 
they've got to figure out a way to get it done before because they're going to be tired and exhausted after practice. So don't expect that they're going to get everything done after a late night practice. Make sure they get it done during their study halls, budget their time, cut down on their PlayStation or whatever it is that, that they have. Just realize that you got to make sacrifices in order to make this work. So you have to let them know it's not going to come easy. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of balancing. And yeah, you are going to have to miss out on some things in order to make it work. Just set right. the tone in the beginning of the school year. Let them know the rule. Yeah, I think that's really be hard with them. <laughs> I think that's great. Be advice. tough with I mean, them. You're, you're, you're talking about creating standards, Christy, and I actually agree with you 100%. I remember the, the years I was playing, um, you know, I was I was not the best high school student. I ended up being better in college because I had more time, but uh, my parents did set standards for me. And when they did do that, I had better years. So just for everybody listening, Christy, you do sound wonderful, but I want everybody listening to the podcast to know that Christy is joining us live from her newsroom in Syracuse, New York. Uh, if you're watching this, you can see the newsroom literally behind her. But if you hear anything uh, else, like a little chatter behind and the uh, audio version of this, that's what you're hearing. So let me turn it to you, Mike. All right, you're the one in it right now. Your kids are full on hockey, and I like school. Like, so how do you, how do you, Dad Benelli? We're not talking to Coach Benelli right now. Is is Papa Benelli? As Big Man Benelli, whatever they call you. How, yeah. how do you? I don't think they call you any of those things. How do they? How do you balance school and hockey? I've been called much worse. Um, <laughs> I just, I just delegate to my wife, and she takes care of it. No, I think, I think it's just, I, I really. We'll send this episode to her to confirm that. By the way, best like, answer <laughs> ever. Because the like, women rule. They do have school, you know. They do have school. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it to all of our episodes. I think it really comes back down to hockey is a very demanding sport. Trying to find a way to manage that time, set your standards, set that time limit, set time, you know, put time away, just like our nutrition episodes, just like our training episodes. It's all part of, of the development of the, of the athlete, right? And I think depending on what age you're with, with the younger kids, it's just establishing habits. With right. the older kids, 13, 14, 15, there's a lot of pieces that go into play of educating them about how important education is. And I think if we can convey that to our, our younger players, that you're building a good base and good habits. And I think making sure, you know, that you have organizations and coaches uh, that, that buy into that as well, because, you know, let's face it, you, you know, when you, when you call in on a Friday and, and Christy Cassiano Burns sends the note in on Friday saying, Oh, my daughter's not feeling well. She's not going to be in school on Friday. You know, the nurse goes, Oh, tournament this weekend going to another <laughs> tournament you know so i think i think they're it's on to you they know <laughs> but, you know so i maybe maybe the one advice is like my son two years ago had a teacher that was a hockey parent so that really helped but i think it's um it really does come down to knowing the age group establishing good habits and i think building off of that is just understanding why education and sports is so important uh, just like our episode with coach gosick that it all leads to a bigger picture at the end of the day and they can work together. Um, but neither one, uh, can work alone. Right. 
you know, I feel like uh, when I do stuff like this, Christy, did you have something to say? Sorry, I, I saw you. Just, I was just saying, it, yeah. you know, it's really important. Everything that you said, Mike, and it's so important for the kids to learn this at an early age because they're going to carry this with them throughout their academic career and well into college. So if they get really good at balancing their time and figuring out how to succeed at school and in sports, that's going to be so valuable. It will, you know, really pay off, especially when they're in a more pressured situation in college. I see that with right. my own daughter. I mean, she's really good at figuring out what she's got to get done and when in order to make it all work. It's, it's like having two jobs, really, school and athletic career. For sure. You know, one of the things, guys, when I think about this, uh, kind of the new parent or as someone who like, you know, I remember being in school. I remember being really frustrated with school. You got to look at it a few ways, but I want to reverse engineer it. Because there's some things I realized in college that made me more successful at the academic side that I wish I had known in high school or even as a little bit younger. So first and foremost, look, there's always going to be the kids that are just great at school and they do well and they get their homework done. And honestly, if, if you're the parent of a kid like that, I, I mean this, like, you know, God bless you. That's awesome. I think that's phenomenal. I, I can't imagine the comfort that must bring to a parent that their kid's just doing great in school with really no push. But, uh, you know, that wasn't me in high school. I, I, was, I had to be pushed uh, a lot. Again, I wasn't like an F student or anything. I mean, I, I did okay, but I didn't, I did, I'd rather be playing hockey. That was my attitude through all of high school. I'd rather be on the ice right now than, than here. Now, as I said, when I got to college, um, I really thrived academically. And what I, what, I, what I chalked that up to is a few things. One, um, and the third one's the key one, but one is that half of my classes were in my major of broadcasting. I, I know I, it's a, hard to believe I had a broadcasting background with all I do. Um, but w- one of the things was I loved half my classes. I was enjoying what I was learning that made it easy. Right. Two was that I wasn't there for five, six hours straight, right. Classes in college are spread out. You make your own schedule. Uh, it was just for me personally, a better environment. I know plenty of kids who go to college that love the five hours straight. That's what they want. Um, that's just my personal preference. The third key, and this is the reverse engineering is that when I played at the university level, you have to do good at school to play. You have to. You do not have a choice. Uh, we had, do I well. remember this, we had a do two well. point, what was that? Do well. You have to do well. Yeah, well, you have to meet a minimum GPA. Yeah, you have to do good. I was just joking. You have to do okay. No, yeah, it's actually a good point for, for me, the literary person. Um, uh, no, you have to do well. You're right, Mike. And but I, what I remember is in my school, I think, uh, I believe the minimum GPA to play was 2.5. I remember my coaches raised that. When I coached, I actually raised it to a 3.0. Uh, and if you got like between a 3.0 and a 2.8, we had to have a conversation. So higher standards, right? And in, in high school, unless you're playing for your school team, club teams don't worry about that, right? That's not, their, that's not their problem. That's for the parents. So one of the things that my parents always told me in high school, and this is, this is I do actually give them credit for this because it, it is one of the reasons I did you know, get through high school, was that if you don't do well in school, you're not going to play. It's that simple. And they, and they held firm on that. If anything was buckling, they would threaten to take hockey away from me. At the time, it seemed really unfair. Uh, <laughs> but as an adult, as a parent now, yeah. absolutely the right thing to say. Absolutely the right thing to do. That was the right choice on, for them to, to take. Um, take something away that I love if I'm not doing well in school because they know what's going on. So, Mike, I want to turn to you on this because I think that just speaking to the parents out there, and we're going to talk to the coaches in a minute too. But speaking to the parents, like, that, that is one thing. If, if you're a hockey parent, you really have to put your, your line in the sand and, and uh, your foot in the sand, sorry. And you, you can't, you really can't buckle on this one too much. You know, if your kid's the star of the team and he's flunking or getting D's, 
what's more important, right? Like you really have to ask that question. Um, and, and it's it, like the, the truth is this is academics. doesn't matter who your kid is, right? Mike, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's such a balancing act that I struggle with this all the time with great players, mediocre players, poor players that are good team teammates that the thing they love the most and you take it away. Sometimes it's counter. It, it just it even dives them deeper into right. That's fair. not doing well. And, and, and now they go, oh, well, then if there's not that, then there's nothing like they're like, you know, I think, and I think that, so it's, I think it really starts early on. And if you have students and, you know, children that struggle, it's finding ways. And I'm terrible at this. I mean, there's no doubt about it that my wife and, you know, takes, takes the reins on that piece of understanding that you just like, I want to sit down and, and work on stick handling with the boys in the driveway. She needs to sit down and work on good habits of, you know, the one thing I will say is like, even my, I've been lucky with my kids. They love reading and they love being read too. But all the other components of, of academics, I wasn't a strong academic student. And I, and I think, and I don't know if I at the time valued the core that I needed to have in order to keep succeeding in life. And I think that's where she comes in where, you know, if you can find that the ability to, to build those good foundations and, and just like anything else, make it fun somehow. It's, we talked about it in the video game series, right? Maybe you got to sit down and do homework with your kid and embrace the struggle. And, you know, my son jokes, my, my, you know, one of my son's jokes around me all the time, just because he knows I was a poor student because, you know, certain people in my family remind him of that. And he's a great student. And, you know, it's hard for me to preach uh, when I wasn't in those shoes. So you need, sometimes you need those other people to help. But I think, you know, going back to the hockey component of this, making sure this is that one of those things and Christy talked about this at the beginning of our whole relationship in this podcast, was making sure you find the right team and the right coach and somebody that's going to support you in your efforts. So if you say, listen, Johnny can't make it to practice tonight or a game, I know you feel like he's punishing the team, but this is for him. And, the, and, and you know, me as a coach, I'm like, oh, he's just hurting his teammates. You know, and it's not, that's wrong. It's, it's, no, this is the time we can teach this. And, it, and I hope his teammates say something to him. I hope his teammates say, hey, you got to get on top of this, buddy. Right. We need you. Like, we really want you here. So you need to do your part so you could help us. So there's, it comes down to like everything else, knowing your kid, knowing what bus, button, uh, you know, buttons can be pushed and knowing how far you can push them and having that support staff around you, parent, coach, organization, other students, peers. It, it, it's all, and that's what's, you know, in a, in a nutshell, that's what's great about athletics. Right. And that's great about being, having your kids involved in sports is that you hope you get all those things. And, and the end product is, you know, a, a strong person. And if they're strong academically, great. Another good lesson, I think, to teach your kids early on. And it's it's our number one enemy. What is it, guys? Procrastination. <laughs> Even to this day, because what happens when you put stuff off? It just it just piles it up and up and up, and then you feel overwhelmed, and you can't possibly do a good job on the task in front of you because you put it off, and now you've got ten other things piled up. So, really, I think it's really good in the beginning of the school year to make sure your kids got a science project. Okay, it's due in two weeks. 
don't wait until the Thursday night before it's due to have mom go out and get you the poster board so you can do it that night. You're going to do a sloppy job. You're going to get a D on it because it's going to be stinky because you didn't spend any time on it. And everybody's angry and frustrated. And what happens? You, you waited until the last minute. Oh, that would drive me crazy. You knew about this project two weeks ago and you're just doing it now. You got to set the rules right from the beginning of the school year. Do not put anything off, especially during the hockey season. Yeah, I mean, because Christy. There's no way you can balance everything. Because, Christy, we do that now, right? We do that with, <laughs> we do that with shin guards with our kids. Sure, right. yeah, you know, we, did, we just did it. We just, we just talked about this. We just you know, make sure three weeks ahead of time, yeah. check the shin guards, check the glove size, check your skate size, yeah. be prepared. Same thing, right? Yeah. School's starting up. Yeah. And I know my wife, you know, we go over the, the checklist and, you know, uh, getting longer and longer and longer. I'm like, holy crap, what, what don't they, did they get anything at school? Yeah. But, but it, you know, we just go over everything and we say, okay, you got to get this. You got to have this. You have to have this. You have to be prepared for this. And it, and it all is for the success Right. Of the students. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And, and, and me, I would always, I would always check on what their assignments were just to make sure that we were all on the same page because that would drive me crazy when the night before they say, Mom, my science project is due tomorrow. Can we go to Staples and get the poster board? It's like, you knew about this for two weeks. So I, I stopped trusting them and I spy and I check on, well, we, I used we've to all, check on we've everything that so that joke. I know. <laughs> We've all heard that joke, you know, a teenager's lying, right? Yeah, they open their mouths, they speak. Right? So, so that's so so yeah. that was me. Like that was like my son. Yeah. He gave me the old, oh no, no, I did my homework on the bus. Yeah, right. Oh, you get, you, you got did. your homework on the bus to get out of school. I just Can't love that. No, school. you didn't. You no, you didn't. <laughs> Listen, liar. Let, let me throw a few things in here because like one of the things that I love about today is the technology. And and one of the things I've seen recently from other parents, again, I'm gonna be getting into this soon is um, parents have pretty much more access than ever before to what's going on in the school through apps. And I was blown away oh, yeah. by, by a cousin of mine showed me uh, all of her, her, her daughter's everything, everything when it was due, all of her grades up to the second. Right. Yeah, I was you blown away by You can find out what they're eating if they're right. eating lunch. Look, first That's thing I'm going to say, <laughs> first thing I want to say is thank Gretzky that didn't exist when I was in school because I would have gotten in trouble quite a bit. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is that, um, look, this, this is something I've come to understand as I got older and became a parent. Uh, and Christy, this actually goes right to your story of the procrastination. You know, parents, you, you got to keep in the back of your mind that if a kid's messing up with stuff like that, scheduling, procrastination, um, and grades, they are learning the lesson. And that, that a lot of the way I am today with scheduling and being on top of things and having standards, I learned by making them mis those mistakes in high school, if you don't allow your kid to make some of those mistakes, when they hit the real world, they will make those mistakes because you're not there and they will get fired because in the real world, there is no A, B, C, D, F, right? You just get fired or you don't get the job. And that, that's one of the things I think we don't talk about enough is a school system. You know, are we preparing the kids for life? And again, look, that comes down to the parents. It comes down to coaches. Again, we'll talk about coaching with this in a minute. Um, one quick story for you guys. You'll love this, Chris. You just reminded me of this. Talk about procrastination. You want to hear me in high school. I remember it was, um, I was a, either a freshman or sophomore in high school playing hockey all the time. And I remember I went to my dad one night, real sheepish with a book in my hand. Um, and it was, it, the book was called Hatchet. I even remember the name of the book because this is how life-changing this was for me. And I said, hey, dad. He goes, yeah. What is it, bud? I was like, um, I have to have this whole book read by tomorrow because uh, there's going to be a test. And he looked at me. He's like, well, how long have you had to read it? I was like, 
two months. And Christy, that I, your speech gave me flashbacks because you've had two months to read this. And you know what he did, right? There's a few, there's a few things he could have done, right? Like, you know, my, my dad's always been really sensible and, and he always wanted me to do good. So I think the easy thing would have been just, okay, you're going to fail and you'll learn. Uh, but he didn't do that. He, he, I'll never forget this because this changed a lot of things about how I look at things. He, I remember he brought me in to his room and he, he said, sit there. And he read the whole book right there in front of me. And made me like, you know, this is what happens here. Like he did it with me right there, the whole thing. Right. And I, I remember looking back on that now, like, wow, not only was that brilliant because it was kind of a punishment because I was so shameful and I didn't, I didn't fight it. I was like, yeah, whatever you need. Right. But the, looking back on that now as a father, like, wow, for him to stop everything he was doing, take a few hours to read this book to me, by the way, the book was really good. I should have read it. Um, and then reading it to me, uh, I, I aced the test the next day and like the message was kind of, you know, like never again, like, don't ever do this again. I'll help you this one time. And I got the message. Right. But I think about all the lessons I learned in high school about procrastinating. Uh, you know, if you break the uh, window glass on the garage, you're going to fix it. Um, so these are all opportunities for you as a parent. And when it comes to school, I think the biggest message as a parent that I want to share um, and, and, and parents, your kids are going to get this. If they play college sports, they're going to get this is that the athletic side, the sport is the reward for doing well in school. Student athlete at the high school level and the collegiate level and anything in between that, student athlete. You can tell your kids, you can reference our episode with Ed Gosick. You are not gonna get to play the sport you love if you do not put the education first. And my parents were adamant with me that if you do not do the schooling right, you will not play hockey. I don't care how much you love it. And they were absolutely right to do that. It was painful at times. And I know now as a parent, that must've hurt them to do it. It's never, it's never easy to berate your kids. I don't think so. So <laughs> maybe sometimes it is depending on what's going on. But my point is, is, is that that was, in my opinion, I'm, I'm fortunate to have parents that did that. They made that very, very clear to me. And, and again, look, I wasn't an A student in high school at all, but it got me to the point I needed to be to, to succeed, got to college, you know, the rest is history. But school, I'm sorry, hockey or sport, is a reward for doing well in school. When that clicked for me, it, it was a lot easier to do it. The other thing, and then I'll throw it back to you two for final thoughts from the parent point of view, was you know what I didn't realize in high school, and I'll, and I'll preface this with this, guys. I'm not even sure I would have understood this fully if this had happened, okay? But I know that it would have affected me later on, right? Um, I never, I didn't learn until too late in life that I could apply the skills I was learning in hockey and bringing to hockey to other things. So the work ethic, how hard I was working at hockey, the way I played, the way I went into face-offs, the way I went into the corners, I wish someone had used those as metaphors more of, okay, you know, in high school, you're dealing with this pubescent situation, which is really hard, whatever it is, right? What would you do in a game if you were in a corner, right? How would you approach that? I didn't, it didn't click for me until I was in my late 20s that like, hey, you can apply those skills to business, to writing, to everything, friendships, relationships. Um, even if I didn't apply them when I was 14 or 15, just hearing that probably would have been a good message to have, right? So again, sport is the reward for doing well in school. And if you love sport, you can apply the lessons, the hard work, the everything to school. You guys have thoughts on it? Absolutely. That's, That's what it's all thought. about. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. My friend. I, 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 um, 
I just, I just, I really want to emphasize the importance of getting organized. Um, make right. lists, get a calendar, prioritize. Organization is really key to survival during the hockey season. Yeah, start if you're early not too. organized, you're all over, start early. Because once you get that routine established, it's easy to follow it. By early, right? early night now. You're listening to this podcast right By now. Do it right now. Now. <laughs> This is the time. Get yourselves a calendar. Get yourselves a list. Sit yeah. down with your kids. Explain to them the importance of school comes first, and then we'll fit right. everything out. Nutrition too. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got to make sure that you're you're feeding your kids proper fuel during the week too, because they're going to be dragging. Because you're, right. it's busy. It is busy trying to balance everything. If you don't have the right fuel for all of you, even yourself, making sure you're eating right too, moms and dads. Right. That's important too. Yeah. Get, um, get good coffee, right? Don't get the crappy coffee. <laughs> get the good the coffee. Best co- get don't the, go to the rink and don't get Don't treat their yourself with the best coffee you can find. <laughs> no, Christy, I, I think it's important. You, you are saying this, that, uh, and, and, and yeah. like this, it'll actually help us segue into coaching a little bit too. Cause like, you have to start this early. You can't do this yeah. three quarters of the way through the school year when the grades are dropping off. You set the standard immediately before the school year starts or as it's starting. Of, this is how we're doing it this year and then maintain it, right? If your kid's grades slowly yeah, it's, drop, it's not going to work. Right. That It might be too late at that point. It's hard to reverse. So if you start off with the right mindset and the right path, you're going right. to be able to stay on that a lot better than in the middle of the season say, uh Oh, what are we doing wrong? And try to backtrack and fix everything. Right. Um, so, so set the course so you don't have to adjust your sales in the middle of the season. Mike, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's so, it, it all ties together. I mean, right. we, we, all of all the things that we do as coaches and parents for our kids to play athletics, the same lessons and and life lessons and and time management lessons and organizational lessons that that's really why i i hope that's why kids are playing athletics i, I mean i hope it's not just oh because you know i want to get a college scholarship and have a pro you know pro contract so all of these different things are going to take in your whole life and you're going to either be good at them you're going to be bad at them or you're just going to be gifted just like the athletes are right there's some right. athlete you know gifted athletes and they just seem to you know, they're not lucky. They're just gifted. They, they, they just, they just do well at that particular thing. Some kids are like that in school. Some right. kids are just, they just like to, you know, point, maybe they can, they learn just by lit, being in class. Like, you got to take notes. I'm like, no, I don't. I just got a hundred hundred less tests. I don't need to take notes. Yeah, listen, I, I, I get it. But I don't know pieces, why. I don't know why I can tell you every single song that comes on the radio and who sang it and what year it came out. I don't know how I have that ability, but I do. Is it worth anything? No, but I have it. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. MTV DJ. Maybe it could be an MTV yeah, I'm DJ. I'm 30 years too late on that train, bud. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, but I, but I also think it, it's like I said, go, going with the going with the theme of, you know, what are we teaching our kids? I, I think one of the big things, and I really try to be conscious of this, is because especially with teenagers, is um, really supporting teachers. And oh, that teacher stinks. They don't know what they're doing. They're so stupid. I'm like, no, no, no. There's your teacher. <laughs> she, she, he clearly knows what they're doing even if maybe they don't and we, we you know we've opened up <laughs> doesn't a matter we've opened up a, we've opened yeah. up a window to teachers right because we're we're sometimes depending on who you are you're in the class with them right now you know in in wherever location you might be on zoom and you know in the kitchen and in the living room so i think that support is the same way i don't want you know just as like you don't want to be in the car 
ripping your coach apart, it only hurts you. So when you're, when you're allowing your son or daughter to, to, you know, rip that teacher apart and not support that teacher it ultimately only hurts them well, the teacher doesn't care yeah, look, the teacher look. just says i'm teaching 30 kids that you're the one with the problem so i think it's you need to find right. and then you know obviously if there's egregious things happening you step in but if it's just a matter of i don't i don't agree with that teacher okay well then let's have a debate about that but right. don't tell me they don't know what they're doing I just saw her she just graduated from you know she graduated from duke university with a doctorate or whatever i think she's i think she knows what she's doing so the same thing with coaching, support those teachers because when they go to school, they're going to know you're not supporting the teachers know you're not supporting them right? because they're going to hear it in their, their, their son and you're going to, they're going to hear it in their students' mouths. Right. And make sure your kids know that you can go to the teacher for help, you know, explain to them your situation. Right. And so, so many times my kids have done that and uh, the teachers will say, okay, you can turn in your project Monday, right. but you've got to do this for extra credit. Or, you know, let's make sure we, we could take the test early. You know, they're really, they've been so good about working with the hockey kids. Um, right. And then they show up at the games, which is right. even better. Well, so, yeah, yeah, Christy, I'll, yeah, I'll take they this, become this, fans. This is a great point you're bringing up both of you. I'll, I'll tell you a few things, and parents are going to love this stuff. Great messages to give your kids. They're complaining about the teachers. Let's talk about life lessons. You are inevitably, as a, as a person, going to have a boss that sucks at some point in your life. All right. How are you going to deal with that? Right. And that's that's how I would approach it with my kid. Obviously, Mike, I agree with you about backing the teacher. All right. But have that discussion. OK, well, let's say you, you were in a position where, you know, you were in a job and you didn't like what your boss is doing. Well, you're going to get fired if you do this. So how would you handle it? You can teach that to a kid. Parents, oh, it's too soon for that. Never too soon. That's number one. Number two, here's a tip for all parents and kids. And I have done this <laughs> to miraculous results my entire academic career. Tell your child no matter what the grade is, on the first day of school to go up to the teacher, shake their hand, and tell them your name. Hello, Miss Kowalski. My name is Lee Elias. I'm excited to be in your class. Two reasons why you want to do that. One, right thing to do, teaches you how to be a grown-up, very professional. Number two, this is the one that people want to hear. There is an incredible statistic, and I'm sorry I can't quote it right now, that when you do that, you are almost guaranteed to pass the class just by doing that, because the teacher knows your name. All right. By the way, it's not as simple as they know your name. They pass you. What ends up happening is that teacher tends to endear themselves to that student and stays on top of them throughout the school year. Okay. Well, and if you're, and if you're teaching that to your kid, you're, you're probably have a kid that can, that's going to excel, right? If you right. have a, you know, if your kid's smart enough to, to take that advice. Well, say, Mike, I did it and I, I wouldn't say I excel, but I did pass all of my classes. <laughs> well, what I mean is they're going to, they're going to do, they're going to do better than they would have. Right. And exactly. I think, I think that, and that, but is that the same as I just right now I can name every single kid that says, thank you to me. Right. After a clinic and a there practice. you go. Every kid. There's I your know proof them, right there. I know who they are. I, I know how much I want to support them. I want right. to go out of my way for them to be successful. The same thing with a teacher. You don't have to be a, a, a you know, uh, you know, and it's really hard, right, with young kids because right. you end up being, you know, oh, your teacher's pet or you're trying to, I don't even know that, I don't want to say the wrong terms, but <laughs> you're just, you're buttering up to the teacher and it's yeah. not right. But it's not buttering up. It's being a human being that wants to engage with another human being right. and say, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm in your class, I'm engaged, and I want to learn. 
Right. That's what it says it's, to me. It's so it's important. Like, it's so important yeah. to do it. And, and again, I don't, I, I, this is one of those things as a parent, I'll say, I don't really care if the kid thinks it's weird at first. I'm just talking the first day, just do it the first day. You don't have to do it every day. Just do it the right. first day. You, you know, Mike, you're bringing up another great point too. And Christy, I'd love to get your thoughts on this too. Um, just a little bit for the kids here. I think it's important to, to remember this. And I, and I coach a lot of parents on this myself is look, when your kid gets to that pubescent age, uh, you know, we'll just say 12 to 18. All right. Um, they're going to have 12 to 18 year old problems. And this is what I always say to parents. The problems typically are very silly, but they have a right to their 12 to 15 to 17 to 18 year old problems. They have every right to have those problems. I had those problems, right? We all had those problems and it can be very hard as a parent to, to be empathetic towards those problems. So again, yes, most of them are ridiculous, not all of them, but most of them are ridiculous but affirm with them. You, ha- I, I used to tell kids, you have a right to your 17-year-old problems. I had those problems, right? And you'll see later on in life, they're silly. But you have to be able to have that conversation with your kids. And you got to know that no kid I've ever met in my life, ever, whether I'm coaching them or with them or was one, ever responded well to the, just you wait till you're my age and you got to work nine to five. No kid has ever responded to that in a positive way. Ever. You know why? Because they don't use that this morning. That's not going to work, Mike. Don't use it again. Go ahead. Christy, I'd love your thoughts on this. I would always tell my children whenever they went through the teen angst, this too shall pass. (laughs) That's all I would say. And then they would figure it out. And it would. (laughs) Christy, what if I'm still having that teen angst now? No, I'm just kidding. Just, this no. too yes. shall pass. Absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's, you know, that's, and that's hard for, I know you use the word, you know, we're not empathetic to that. And I, I definitely fall into that category. I'm like, come on. I mean, how bad can it be? That, you know what? You're going to get made fun of for, you know, this, come on. And then, but they yeah. do. And I think yeah. it's even worse now because it stays with you forever. Like right. if, if yeah. a kid takes a picture of you in the class, you know, being nice to a teacher, or talking to somebody the wrong way or the right way. Yeah. It just lasts for so much longer it and, and, and it just could get so much nastier. And I think, yeah. you know, but I think there's, there's, you know, find this, find the ways for your kids to be supportive. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things too, once you do this as well, and I found this at the high school and college level, especially with my athletes and coach Gosick brought this up with his athletes. They sit in the front row. They're engaged in the class. They're active in the class. They're, they're priority. He, the teachers know their class is a priority to the coaching staff. And at the same time, the teachers know how hard it is to be a student athlete. And when you engage with those, with those students, those uh, teachers, you're going to be able to get the, I can't, I, I got in, I'm getting in, I'm getting off the bus at 1130 on Tuesday night. I know we have a quiz on Wednesday. Can I take it later in the day? Or can I take it now? Or can and then be proactive in those kinds totally. of things. Don't wait till after yeah. it's happened and then start saying, "Oh, I'm so tired because I had 18 games this weekend in a tournament." You know, be go into the weekend knowing that okay, I already talked to my teacher. He or she understands that because a lot of teachers really respect the fact that these kids are so committed to their craft. Right. And a lot of teachers were athletes. Yes. They know. Right. They just they just say, "Oh my God, are you playing? Are you playing another tournament?" And, and it, it is, they're, they're human beings. They understand that your, your life doesn't revolve around going home, opening up a book for five hours and going to bed on time and then eating a nutritious meal in the morning and getting up and getting on the bus again. There's a lot going on. But if you communicate that and, and bring those, 
you know, teachers into your lives. And I think Lee brought it up at the, at, especially at the high school level. If you're in a prep school, those teachers are all there. They're in the stands. They're at the games. They're, they're, they're with the student body. And there's nothing better than supporting a kid that, that's supporting you. Right. Once in a while, you are going to get the teacher that says, too bad. <laughs> and once in a while that happens but the kids will figure that out always be a good ear for your kids I, and I say that sincerely but listen to them don't just sit there and let them talk but really listen you can really pick up little nuances as to what they're saying and you can help them always make it make them feel like they can they can come to you you're not going to judge them and you're just going to be that person they can always turn to. That's really important. Um, and I've, I've really, and even to this day, you know, I have a, you know, a 26 year old and, you know, we text each other every day and just wanted to find out what's going on in our lives. And, you know, it's, it's really cool that, and I think hockey had a lot to do with this really tight relationship that I have with our kids, you know, spending all those hours in the car, riding to Toronto or across the country playing hockey and, um, those bonds that you're building with your kids now are going to last a lifetime. Um, and it's just, it's so wonderful. So treasure these time parents and, and also realize that a lot of parents say, Oh, this is too stressful. I can't handle it. We're just going to quit sports, but don't forget that sports can really teach our kids a lot of lessons. Um, they can teach them how to be better at time management. They can teach them how to be positive. They can teach them, you know, how to go ahead and succeed at some of the most challenging aspects in their lives. So don't forget what the trick is just finding the right balance. And I know you guys can do it. So don't give up. And if you need some advice, we're here to help you. <laughs> plus, if they're, plus if they're really good, they're going to, they're going to make a lot of money. So who cares? Really? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Hey, if there's any sponsors out there, I got a daughter in college. So, you know, if you want her, if you want somebody to sponsor your, your uh, hockey gear, she's willing to now. give her, her likeness and the image now. <laughs> say, you can do that now with the NCAA rules. They'll help pay for tuition. <laughs> yeah. We, we got about eight minutes left, but my, my last note on the parenting guys is that, look, I wouldn't say that every night in my home growing up was fun or happy. Um, I had great parents and most, most days were, but I can tell you this, I always felt safe at my home, always felt safe. And I think that that's the key from a parenting side when it comes to the school years, make sure your kid feels safe at home. Um, and I will tell you this now from my own work experience, there are a lot of kids that do not feel safe in their own home and going home is a miserable time for them. And at school is actually their escape from that. So just, just know that if you're a parent out there, you're making your, your home safe for your kids. They know they're loved. You're doing a great job, no matter what you think. Um, now, just spending a few minutes on coaching, Mike, because this, this is a little bit of a shorter topic. But um, obviously, again, excluding collegiate athletes here and excluding uh, high school teams and, and, and school teams that all have a GPA requirement. When we get into club hockey, all right, while grades are not part of the resume in terms of needed to play or coach, I firmly believe, and I'd love your thoughts on this, that if you're going to coach kids in club correctly, this has to be part of the conversation, all right? And I'm not saying you have to make a GPA. I know parents will be down your neck if you do that. But I do think is if you're going to be an effective youth coach, you need to be preaching do well in school, uh, maybe even making team times for your club team to do homework together before practice. Sometimes that's, I had a team that did that one year. I found that to be beneficial. I was with my friends. I was away from school. Um, I just think that at minimum as a coach, you, you have to say, look, doing well in school is part of the, part of the entire equation. 
and I want you all to do good in school. But again, Mike, you are really the expert on this, so I want to lean on you. Yeah, so it's such a tough conversation because it all, it really, this, the way the culture is, and this is, this is my own personal opinion, the way the culture is right now is that you have so many, in, 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 except for a couple of communities, you have so many kids from so many different communities that are doing so many different things. They're in, in, the, the parent is the one that drives that. And, and I think sure. the coach can support it. Yeah. But yeah. I think to, 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 when coaches start mandating academics and not, and then, because then it's really like, I was always a gray area guy because I don't know what your student athlete can and can do. I don't know if they struggle or not. I don't want a kid that is so good academically at the youth level, 10, nine, 11 years old. I'm not talking about high school kids or kids that could be together. And like, you know, when I coached prep school in high school, there was study halls. There were kids, there were times where you had peer help, you know, the kids on the team knew, well, I'm going to help this kid. I really, you know, I'm going to help them because they're struggling or they're great in this subject. I'm good in this subject. We're going to collaborate on that. Like there's a time and a place for that. But at the youth level, honestly, I think for a coach to, to lay another layer of that for a youth coach to say, um, now they can help educate. And they can say, you know, why it's important. And that's a conversation I would, I would have with the parents. Right, say, right. I, I'm supporting you 100%. Like, if you don't ever think that you disciplining your child because of academics is going to affect my view of how much they play. Like, I'm here to support you. So, because some parents will be like, oh, we can't, well, we can't suspend our own kid because then the coach is going to take it out on the kid. Right? Because then they're like, you're hurting the coach's record. So just be aware of that conversation because I do think there's an obligation for coaches to say, I'm here to support you as a parent and I want to do whatever I can to support you. If one of those things is, you know, because players do this all the time, right? They're going to, it's just like mom and dad. I asked dad and he says no. And then I asked mom and she says yes. And then she finds out later that dad said no, no. And then, you know, now there's all kinds of problems. Same thing with the coach, right? The coach can be like, I don't care if you play or not. I mean, I think I don't care what your grades are. How does that affect me? You know, I even know what school you can go to. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, so in that case, it's just a matter of laying out there and saying, we, I, provide, I provide the support for you as a parent to use me as a conduit to help you put your son or daughter on the right path academically. That, that's the only thing I could say as a coach. Yeah, you support the parents. At, at the youth yeah. level, yes. You support the parent. I, I think that's exactly my attitude is like, look, look, I don't, I don't think club coaches could even put in a GPA standard if they wanted to. I think that would actually be, I don't think it's that place right. to do that. Right. That's it's in as, as strong as we talked about it. That's not a club coach's place to do that. Not to mention parents will just be an upper and, and parents would have a right to be. It's not the coach's job to do that. But well, there's so I, many variables yeah. too. I mean, I've had plenty, right. of, I've had plenty of parents say, listen, my kid's going to take over my plumbing business. That's what he's going to be. I don't care what grades he has. He's going to be the best plumber in, uh, you know, Nassau County. Right. Do I care what, 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 you know, so, but, and then me, I always like, well, doesn't he have to, uh, you know, learn how to account for the books and, you know, make sure he's not getting money stolen from him and measure pipes so that they work right. You know, and then, you know, you always get the wise guy that will say, well, no, I, I, he has, other people to do that. Right. But, you know, the, 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 but the thing is, it's just a matter, you know, I think it all, it, it come, like we said at the beginning, it all depends on the age you're, you're teaching uh, and coaching. But I think ultimately it's your ability to support the parent. Right. It probably goes back to every conversation we've had in 30 some odd episodes of, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. 
yeah. and, you know, be a part of the player and know who the player is, know who the parent is and know that you're supporting them. Right. And, and again, I, I, just to reiterate, I think at the club level, a coaches or coaching staff's ability to support the parents in the pursuit of education is the key. Right. Uh, I, I remember youth co- club coaches saying, just saying, Hey, how's school going? That's it. That was the extent of it. But I remember it. Right. Oh, they, they actually care about this. Right. Um, last thing I'll say then, Christy, I'll throw it to you for final thoughts too, is, you know, look, there, there's always the parents out there and God bless these people, but they, they say, well, my kid's going to go all the way when their kids six, seven, eight. And look, honestly, I hope they do. I'm not rooting against anybody, but th- this is what you have to know. Two things on that. One, uh, 95% of pro players, especially at the NHL level, even the ones I've met, they are incredibly intelligent people, incredibly intelligent. Thinking of one right now, his academics are off the chart. All right. Uh, the second one is this, uh, the, the, the pro players that maybe aren't as intelligent, but are unbelievably gifted were plucked from school when they were 11 or 12 years old. All right. Now I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage anybody. There are late bloomers. There's a lot of factors that go into this. The point that I'm trying to make is that on either of those two categories, you need to get a good education because if you're going to be a top player, you need to be intelligent. Right. And if your kid hasn't been plucked out at 12 years old, in which case you should still be doing well at school because the U S development program all has school requirements. They have to do well in school. There are not many roads that lead to professional hockey or high level hockey where academics are not involved. There are exceptions, but there's not many of them. Christy. Yeah, and I see it with my own kids. Um, You know, they got so much value out of learning early the importance of prioritizing school and balancing school and sports. And we have so many great memories as a family because, you know, I'm glad it all worked out. It worked great. Um, And a lot of it came from early advice early on in our hockey journey of what to do and how to prioritize and how to really get the right mindset on what's important for your kids and making sure the kids understood that too. I never pushed them because they were self-motivated. Um, I never had to tell them, go practice, go do your homework. I guided them and we kind of made it clear. We set the rules early on. Hey, you're flunking out of school. You lose hockey. It's gone, (laughs) gone off the table. And that always got them energized and motivated to want to make sure that uh, they succeeded uh, at school, which they knew was their priority. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great journey and don't, you know, just, don't stress so much about everything. So, um, and just enjoy the moments. Uh, these are really special times with your kids. And don't ever forget that because in the blink of an eye, you're going to have a kid that's 26 years old with a dog and a girlfriend in an apartment. And you're going to have a girl playing college hockey, you know, just in the blink of an eye. So, yeah, enjoy the journey. I can't wait till 20 years from now when we're still doing this show <laughs> and my kids are out of, of college at that point. But no, go ahead. Mike, your final thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just the echo Chrissy, it's just like, it's just one of those things where if you can establish good base of, of, of good habits and a good attitude towards school, be supportive of school, even if you weren't good at school or don't like school or, or think that, you know, there's a, you know, like, you know, like a common core or whatever, you know, I mean, whatever it is, whatever your disgruntlement is, you know, just make sure you remember that when you're, when you send your kids on the bus, that, you know, you're objective is for them to have a great day 
and, and to want to learn and be a learner. And if you set them up ahead of time, not to be a learner, it's going to be hard for them to learn. And the same thing in hockey. If you, if you go to the rink and the first thing you say, when you kick them out of the car is that right, good luck with that coach again today, I'm sure you're going to have a crappy practice. What do you think that kid's going to have, you know, or, or, Oh, whenever he's going to do the same drill again, you know, for the 15th time, if that's how you're going to set it up, you know, that's, that's what you're going to get. And I think, um, you know, be, be involved. To Christy's point, talk to your kids, encourage your kids, you, you know, find way, you know, they like certain, certain academic pieces. I know we're going through it now with my son, who's now getting to pick actually, you know, when you, you know, in high school courses you'd like to take and like the direction you want to go. Um, you know, I know I want to influence that a little bit. Right. But you get, you just like everything else. It's just gotta, you gotta say, well, here, here's, here's the, the pros and the cons of doing it. Don't remember this is the time this is going to take. And this is the time this is going to take the bottom line is we're going to follow through with it, no matter what it is. So, so when you pick it, make sure that we know there's an end game and uh, you know, and have fun with it and just, and just embrace that, that learning process. And I think that goes for anything in life. It's a great point, Mike. Uh, you know, I'll say this as well, Mike, one more metaphor for you. You know, there's a great saying that if you're going skiing through the forest, you don't say watch out for the trees because then you're going to hit a tree, right? You say, follow the path. You can use that uh, metaphor with school too. You don't go, don't screw up at practice today. Don't screw up at school today because they're going to screw up. Do well. Um, last message for me before we jump off. Just remember this parents, last tip. There's always this statement to your kids that I think worked for me a lot is you need a backup plan if hockey doesn't work out, all right? Education's never the backup plan, typically, but I love that my parents always said that to me because in my mind, hockey was going to work out, and they used to tell me, look, you just need a backup plan if hockey's not going to work out. And I remember thinking, that's fair. I remember thinking that as a 16-year-old who knew everything, that's fair. <laughs> I remember thinking that way. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us, share us, subscribe to us, whatever you're doing. We're everywhere. OurKidsPlayHockey.com for more episodes or listen to us wherever podcasts can be heard. For Mike Benelli and Christy Cashano-Burns, I'm Lee Elias. We will see you on the next edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>